for those of you who were resting in the infirmary, um, we're going to say that it was pretty late at night last night when you went to uh, go and find the Yeti, but it, not so late that uh, you slept through an entire day again. So you all wake up um, after after doing your best to kind of triage your most obvious and painful wounds uh, and then passing out because you're exhausted and hurt. Um, you, you, you managed to all wake up around one o'clock in the, uh, in the day. Um, you are still hurt, but you are no longer unstable. Um, the two of you, Nigel and Raven, who are currently dealing with what you are pretty sure at this point are probably fractured, uh, ribs, not necessarily broken, uh, are at a disadvantage until you take care of those. So, uh, what are the, uh, four of you doing? We're all down to three harm right yes but mm-hmm. only two of you are currently at a permanent disadvantage i should put us back on to game instead of break there we go oh yeah maybe yeah nigel's kind of like gonna slowly kind of pull himself to a sitting up position on the edge of the uh the cot there and kind of slowly kind of like waking up um at that point he would probably be like oh just slowly make his way over to the kitchen just Starting up, like, the coffee maker that's in there, just so everyone can kind of have something to kind of heat up and wake up with. Because if we, if we just slept, like, the, the, you know, the whole night, then, you know, they're, they're going to need something. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to, like, go um, waking any of them up uh, until they actually wake up, you know. Wanna, roll, need, we all need rest. <laughs> roll with disadvantage to see if you burn the coffee. No, I'm not going to make you do that. That's a three. <laughs> It tastes I'm like gonna, I'm go- full. No, it's fine. Go ahead. You know, it's fine coffee. It's good. You, um, you don't put grounds so in. You just put water in. It's like, oh, all right. I gotta, I gotta do that. <laughs> that Sorry. has happened to me more times than I care to admit. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to, I, I, as I wake up, I want to look around and see if, uh, where, where's L? I don't Harrison's know. Where, name. where did you fall asleep, L? Because you were currently, you were driving. Uh. I, I, I figured after I parked, I probably went and slept somewhere near Raven Chair or something. The the cots could normally fit about two people. So. Okay. So L is tucked up against your side, Raven. Um, kind of, huh. kind of like a a cat would be like under your arm, almost. You know, curled up. L is little spoon. Right now, I don't know what you guys yeah. do regularly. <laughs> so. so- so I, I I'm going to uh, I, I I'm going to hold her tight, and probably a little too tight. But yeah, I'm in say... Raven's mind, she 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 nearly killed L with that hex bag, and she's terrified that she she nearly lost the love of her life, and she's just really glad that she's here. I'm gonna say that. Even though she's... you're really glad that she's here, squeezing her next to your ribs hurts. Okay, what about you, How, uh, Jack? What are you doing? Well, Jack is yeah. going to get up, and I don't know if he still has the sword that he pulled out of the tree stump. You brought it into the RV, but I'm going to say you probably didn't sleep with it. <laughs> well, maybe. You can't cuddle with it. Trust me, it's it's a it's best. Don't ask. Yeah, no, he didn't. I'm gonna so read a bad situation. No, <laughs> Jack is impaled on a sword in a cot. No, <laughs> he'll just pick up the sword that he brought in and just 
I don't know, put it on the counter. Yeah, put the coffee maker. You can toss it on. Oh yeah, they'll do that and just say, "I got this for you." <laughs> cool. Nigel. Merry Christmas. Actually, uh, Nigel's gonna look over the sword point. Is is it covered in like Yeti blood or anything, or is it just like nothing had happened? Nope. There is no sign of Yeti blood. It's covered in like broken tree like uh, splinters that kind of stuck to certain parts, like the hilt that has like a fabric wrapping around it. But mm. yeah, no, no sign. All right, of um, that makes that reminds me. Actually, I'm gonna check my backpack because that it's kind of coming coming back to me now that if there's nothing on the blade. Did that receipt I does that receipt I grabbed still exist? I'm gonna go through my backpack and look for the uh, the bag that I put that in. Okay, so you uh, find the bag with no problem, and you pull out this plastic sample bag, and inside you see it's the receipt, but it's not the way you remember it. When you pulled it out of the uh, corpse's jacket, it was fresh blood. Um, Mm -hmm. And the paper where it wasn't covered in blood looked new, like it had just been put there, you know, hours before after buying something. This is yellow and faded and crumpled and uh, tattered on the edges like it's been around for a long time. And the blood is so old it has gone black. Um, It doesn't look the way it was when you pulled it out, but it's still there. Huh. All right. Um, he's gonna like kind of put that into like a like a little like, you know safe box cabinet kind of thing, just to lock up like evidence stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, just and also uh, oh, I, I also grabbed that that twig off the tree that the car had been crashed into. He's gonna check for that as well and see if it's still there. That is also there. Um, but like the receipt, it. You know, when you pulled it off of the tree, it looked fresh, like fresh wood. You know what I mean? It was alive. This mm. is old and dead and like like a branch that has been sitting around for a very long time. Very dry. Hmm. Okay. All, um, the, all the pine needles that were on it, not, not only have they dried up, they've basically disintegrated into like a powder at the bottom. Okay, he's going to kind of set that stuff aside for now to go over it with the others. Um, yeah, he's just going to kind of wait for everybody else to get up. All right. Uh, L, you're the last one to wake up. What are you doing? Uh, question, would I have healed another harm with sleeping? Uh, did you? Oh, you were magically healed by Raven. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to say you got one harm down from just resting. Um, and kind of t- uh, maybe doing a little bit of triage before you went to bed in the infirmary. So you're at two harm now. So you're you're not too badly off. You're definitely the best one currently. <laughs> just headed straight for the coffee. All right. Uh, so the four of you are now awake, probably uh, more or less conscious, even if your you know your bodies are hurting and. Everything is too bright and too loud and ow! But aside from that, you're alive um, and you're all together and something happened and you guys need to find out exactly what. So what are you guys doing? 
Raven is sitting up in bed, hunched over, and does not look like her normal self. Uh, the the usual composure that Raven usually carries herself with, even in the worst of times, is just gone. She's quiet. She's kind of closed in on herself. And when the cough, when Elle brings over her cup of coffee, she she grabs it, but kind of pulls L down right next to her. Okay. And just zips it quietly. Yeah, Nigel will, you know, get his cup and kind of make his way over to the, the one that's across from them and sit down and be like, so? Kind of look around everybody. So, so how are you guys uh, holding up there? Uh, been better, all things considered. I mean, my girlfriend almost died like Three times in less than 24 hours. I almost died. All of us did. I'm yeah, totally fine. Again. Yeah, let's not do that Sorry. again. I told you guys we should have run. Yeah, I... I... Oh, that thing was huge. I'm not even sure that was actually a Yeti. Because... How do we know if running at that point would have even worked? The only reason we got away was because we hurt that thing. It, once we got out of the clearing, though, it didn't seem to be able to follow us. Yeah. So, did you guys notice anything just weird about it? Like, we were hurting it, but it it didn't seem hurt. For the most part, it, like they got that weird look in its eye. Did, did you see that? Like, it, there was like there was someone piloting it almost. I don't know. Did you notice anything weird, Raven? You got the magic thing. Um, Raven sort of shakes herself a bit. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, when it when you got your sword in it, I I thought we had it. It the, the magic I was hitting it with. Everything that I was doing there, it it hit hard, and it should have died, but... When it looked at me, I, I couldn't fucking move. Like, I, like I, I should have been able to run. I should have been able to try and get away from it, but just looking at it, I just couldn't move. It fucking crushed me. Wait, when did this happen? All I remember is being on my phone, and then being knocked out. While you're taking a nap, right after that, this thing, there's something weird about it. It's not just some kind of animal. Oh, we... We knew that. We, 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 we knew that was the case from early on. Unfortunately, uh, it's like just because it's not a yeti or not just a yeti doesn't mean that it still can't hurt us like a yeti. I don't know. I mean, like, and I, I'm just gonna, like, he's gonna drag his pack over and pull the map that he had. Can he kind of, like, estimate where they were on the map compared to where they like, where, like, where they were on the map when they saw it, and maybe where they first saw the other car accident? Yeah, so, uh, where you guys were versus where the secondary uh, showing was, it wasn't very far. Both of them were relatively close to uh, the Three Deers Lodge. 
Um, the first one was a little away from the lodge, uh, right about there, um, within walking distance. The second one was actually a little bit south of the lodge, uh, more off of one of those side roads. So we're going to say that it was probably uh, somewhere over here, maybe, like there. Not exactly, uh... Not exactly super far distance, but uh, within a within a radius. Um, but it was definitely closer than it was. It was definitely closer the first time than it was the second time. There's something else. Hmm. When I when there was something on it underneath its fur. You all remember? You all remember those runes that were. All over that cave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not really. Swim. Under fur, there were similar, but not, not not the same. Similar runes there that I don't know. Maybe it was part of what was keeping it alive. Maybe it was what connected it to whatever that thing was, but I couldn't read it, which means it wasn't the same stuff, it wasn't the same thing, but it seemed related, and I don't know, I mean, that that cave was like... Raven, I'm gonna interrupt you action. Because I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that with your magical knowledge, you know that all magic... Cut out. Had... You cut out. Sorry. Because my cat keeps knocking my my microphone away. Um, I'm gonna say with your magical knowledge, you know that all magical language and magic itself has a root, so everything kind of always looks similar. So it's not necessarily connected to oh, okay. the stuff in in the in the cave. It's it's more that you know just from the fact of kind of your magical intuition that the stuff in the cave is way older than this magic, but all magic relatively is older than any modern language. That's that's what I'm gonna say. It's just okay. It's not necessarily related. Okay. It's just you would so, know. This. So in, instead of that related thing that yeah. I said, I'm going to point out that it it seemed to be magically protected or imbued or something like that. But it wasn't. It it wasn't connected to that cave. I'm just gonna kind of like you know. On the one hand, idly, it's uh... good. It shows that, that that the cave isn't attacking us. That are you sure? That she wasn't part of this. I'm sure of that. It it wasn't her. But something... Something... I mean, I don't want to say younger. But... And and I use my telepathy to, to, to kind of give the, the impression of what younger means in terms of magic. Uh, you know, so basically... Just not since the dawn of time. Um, or before. Uh, yeah, a- a- exactly. Uh, so it, it, it's younger magic. It's less mature. It's less ancient magic. Uh, you know, it's, it's different. So you mentioned... Let's see. That, that entity in the lake... Do you think there's anything else they might be able to tell us? Like, whether or not there was... They know of any other entity that'd 
be Rhea? I... And Raven sits and ponders this for a moment. Okay. Uh... On the one hand, she she's definitely a powerful ma- being of magic. However, she's been in that cave for for ages. I don't know if she would have any knowledge about the world around her since she was put in there. I I doubt, unless the GM jumps in and corrects me on what I would know, (laughs) I, I doubt that she would have any idea. I'm going to say that your oh, impression of her magic and her state is correct. Hmm. Alright, so we're definitely on our own with this. Yep. Well, so there I just room. looked over that stuff that I grabbed from the other day, or from last night when we went out there. That twig I broke off the tree, it's like it's aged years like it's it's basically like the the needles are rotted away the stick itself's dried out all the hell and that god i i looked through the i tried to look through the body i found this bloody receipt on him i, I stuck it in the bag but it looks like it's been in that bag for like 30 years like whatever's going on i don't want to say it's some kind of weird Time rift, but it it feels like that's what it is. Like whatever kind of magic they're using, this shit is freaking powerful. Yeah. Can I use my magic to investigate a mystery? I mean, I realize those are two different role types, but can I investigate a mystery you can with investigate- my knowledge of magic? Tell me what you're trying to figure out, and then we'll see how we sh- you should work. I also want to do something like that, but, like, if Jack's ever heard of anything like this happening, like, through the BPI, if anything like this has happened anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Raven first, and then we'll go with Jack. So, um, Raven, what exactly are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out... Having seen that Yeti turn into a puff of purple smoke, well, purple snow, mm-hmm. uh, as it left that clearing, I, I'm trying to figure out if there's any sort of lingering trace of magic or something that would have made it look different before it left. In well, I, before it left the car crash, uh, and before whatever was keeping that Yeti in existence. Uh, was dissipated. If the magic or the yeti looked different, or the area, what what are we talking about? I'm talking about the the evidence that we have. If there's any tr- lingering trace of magic that made that stuff look fresh, you know, the fresh uh-huh. blood receipt, yeah, and and a fresh tree branch. Okay, so what I'm gonna have you do now. is I'm gonna say that Raven takes uh, whatever sample bag. Nigel hands her um, into her hands and uses magic to try and see if there's any magic on them. So that's what we're going to say you do. So go ahead and roll magic. Okay. That is a seven. Uh, so with a mixed result, um, you can't find any trace of magic on them. Um, but you're not sure if that means there's no magic 
at all, or if you're too tired to really look as deep as you need to. You don't know. So you, you don't find any, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. And Jack, so go ahead, and you wanted to uh, see if you knew anything about this beforehand? Um, yeah, like if I heard anything yeah. from the BPI. Mm, go ahead and roll sharp to see if you can remember anything from training or any mention from other agents or uh, your uh, history files that they let you read that weren't censored heavily. Sharp? Yeah. 11. Okay. I'm going to say that you read um, quite a number of case studies and uh, uh, mostly uncensored files that had to do with yetis or also had to do with time travel, but you never come across anything that was both of those at once. The closest you can remember is uh, someone using magic at one point to maybe try and bring someone from the past forward. But again, this doesn't seem to entirely fit that bill. So you don't have any specific knowledge. You just have this general sense of other things that don't quite fit this particular puzzle. All right. So it's like a brand new type of thing. I'm going to say at this point, uh, L, your stomach starts grumbling and you realize you are starving. Accurate. We should probably find some food or something. I just kind of like sign. Like he's still kind of working out like his hand a bit. After last night, it felt weird. So um, he's kind of like just kind of look about like through like one of the windows towards the lodge and go. Kind of got the crack kicked out of us. They they normally stare at us anyway, right? Fine if we go in there. Alright, right now you guys look like you were literally mauled by a bear, all of you. <laughs> so if you go in there, you are going to be more than stared at. Um, I'm not saying you can't go in like that. I'm just saying that it is going to cause a scene. Mm. Uh, if you wanted to change, you could. Um, but in general, like even if you change, you all... It'll at least make you passable, but you still look like you were hit by trucks. <laughs> Our other option is... I do have food in the RV. You guys want to just... We just chill here. Tend to I could make something. Yeah, Jack. If you if you want to make, I got pancake mix and stuff like that. If you want to make something, go for it. Because we should probably take some time. Just tend to our wounds as best we can. Try and think of our next move. Because at yeah. this point, I don't think that entity up in the mountains is going to help us. Um, the only Would other I have thing... to roll to make pancakes? No. I'm going to say with your baking expertise, you make the best fucking pancakes, honest to God. And Nigel even forgot that he had some bacon in his mini fridge. Um, but bacon keeps forever, so you made really good bacon pancakes. And they are the bomb! You're good at being a baker. And I, and Nigel gets the real syrup, because screw that fake stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, so the only other thing I can think of is... We got the the guy's uh, registration from the car. At least we got to see his name, right? Yes, yes. Because I have it written on my notes here. Did you guys Player-wise take saying. the registration, or did you just look at it? I think we just looked at it. I can't. No, the one that found it. Wrote it down. I think I wrote it down. Yeah. Okay. So so anyway, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I reach into my pocket and. Luckily, I haven't bled too much over the notepad. 
and I pull out and it says Joseph Redinger, uh, and it has his uh, vehicle identification number, insurance info, and, and the license plate. Well, that gives us a lead onto who he is. We could always look into that, maybe see if it points us in the right direction. Yeah. Check wow. public records. Maybe get you two to a hospital for a bit. I I, 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 I look over at L, and then I, I, I look back to the group, and um, yeah, yeah, that that would that would probably be for the best. Why you never walked off a hopefully not broken rib before? Yeah, we should probably. I don't know. We should get we should get looked at, unless you got some kind of crazy magical healing snap or something. Magic x-rays? Raven Raven, uh, reaches out to the whole group telepathically and tries to say I mean, I could try with my mind, but uh, it's, it's, it's almost like it's how radio static must feel if you, if you yourself are a radio. Everything's still coming in clear but on a sensual level, on an emotional level, it's just not—it's not getting through. So public records I, and then the hospital, or hospital and then the public records. I think if we walk into any records office right now, we're going to be sent to the hospital anyway. So we should probably go there first. Yeah. Well. I do have extra changes of clothes in here if you guys want to change to something less beat up. Um, wouldn't be a bad idea just to get checked out. And I'm just going to glance over at Alan, like, and I am so sorry about that hex bag. No, I... no, 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 Nigel. And, and I'm going to look over at Al. And then realize that L still has one of those hex bags. L, where where's your hex bag? Where is it? I need it right now. Give it to me. Please do not try to destroy that thing in here. Give it to me. Can you see his AFK? Oh, then 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 that that silence isn't hesitation. Uh, I I'm just going to assume that L gives it to me immediately. Yeah. And I'm going to shove it into my jacket, into whatever hammer space exists in that uh, jacket. Okay. I am so sorry. I am bad. I just caught the end of that. It, I couldn't say it because the stupid batteries and the alarm are dying and it was going off. Yeah. So. But uh, I can uh, guarantee I would just be like. Take it. Don't want it. Magic. Yeah, no offense, Raven, but magic bad. <laughs> magic. Yeah. So, so, so I take it and shove it into the hammer space that is my my my, my jacket. Uh, I I swear I had no idea that that was going to happen. I nearly got all of us killed. I think we all nearly got all of us killed. Jack, I am. So sorry for nearly shooting you. That... That's fine, I get shot at often. I'm not surprised. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, I had I had to, I had to say that. Uh, well, we all made it through. <sighs> and, I don't know, it seems... So it seems like whenever that thing shows up, if it's always the same scenario, car crash, 
footprints, and then body in the in a clearing where it shows up. That means if God, what does this mean? So it could happen again, and just be the exact same scenario. Yeah. You guys think there um, could be some kind of source to it, maybe? Lady, with my knowledge of the dead... Yes? What... Wh- so, as a player, I know that there's this wonderful concept of uh, ghostly things playing out because it's unfinished, it's like unsolved mysteries and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the sort of thing that I would know with my knowledge of the dead and the way that things work in this universe? Yeah, I'm going to have you roll for that. Uh, have you roll magic to see if you can... S- mm. It is an eight. Yeah. So, you know from uh, your experience with the dead, this is what I'm going to say you know. the It is possible for ghostly entities to uh, re- basically relive, quote-unquote live, or um, re- replay moments from whatever is keeping them bound to this earthly plane um and in fact they can change the areas around them but uh it's almost always in a way that is very sensibly an overlay something that is separate yet mirroring whatever happened in that location and almost never moves locations so um, it's more like a palimpsest of the present and the past coming over each other, and the past is always weaker. Yeah, like, like, like the ghost train drives across the tracks. It yeah. doesn't go down Main Street. Yeah, or if it does yeah. go down Main Street, that's because Main Street had the tracks before. Like, yeah. it's, it's always something that is, it is in the location where it happened at that time, regardless of what has been built up around it. Um, this is very solid and changing, and involving magic that you don't recognize and certainly ghosts don't use magic they just are a ghost can be brought in by magic but a ghost is just a ghost and also upon your investigation of that body when you investigated the body it felt fresh that was a fresh death that was a spirit still stuck in a fresh body not something that had been hanging around and reliving over and over and over again the moment um, I'm going to say you know that. You just don't know what else it could possibly yeah. be. Yeah. So I, I I explain exactly what you just said, and including the, but I don't know what it could be. I just know it's not that. I couldn't roll a, a sharp to see whether or not I've ever read about this sort of thing, can I? <laughs> I'm going to say until you're better on magic, no. Okay. Yeah, I figured not. Alright. Hey, I have an idea. Do we remember where the thing was? Like, where the clearing was? I mean, we could probably head back in the general area. It was pretty dark. Because if all the other stuff faded away, would there be a ghost there? For the dead body? Are you asking if the body would be there? No. Like a spirit left over. Oh, like, um... Like, are you the... saying that the body Like someone that I could speak to. But... Yes. Um, it's possible. I do know that e- even in the case of some of the most gruesome deaths, 
the dead tend to try and pass on. It may take them a bit to kind of come to terms with the fact that, yeah, they, 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 they did the dying, which is why I was able to talk to that gentleman the first time. But... This one seems to be dying over and over again, though. This is... This is a different person. Isn't it? Wait, what was it a different person? I'm, uh, I'm gonna say... Joseph Redinger was driving the car. I know that it was Lee Roberts... No, wait, that's the old guy. Never mind. Yeah, yeah old guy is Lee Roberts. Raven, just for clarity, yeah. I'm gonna say, since you investigated the body uh, both times, you know that this is the same body. Because you recognize oh, okay. the spirit. Like, we're talking, like, on a spiritual level. You know this is the same yes. person. Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, then, yeah. Uh, what I do remember is that he, he was very... He didn't know much of what had happened. said that his daughter was down... I think what we should do is we should try and get his information. Uh, the, the the guy in the car's information. And Maybe get in touch with his family and who knows, maybe they'll know something. Yeah. Maybe there's a daughter and maybe we can talk to her about when the last time she saw her dad was. I don't know that... I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm tired and in pain, but... I don't know that there's much... What could I even ask him that we haven't asked already? What year is it? Because it seems like some type of time magic. So it Maybe. could be something... I don't know. But uh, if he's barely even aware of what's going on and what happened, he might not even know that. As far as we know... Either way, can, I, I would really, awesome. really appreciate a hospital visit. And I kind of reach over and grab Elle's hand tightly. So who's driving? I think Elle's the last one with the keys, so... I mean... I can drive if you want. I'm, I'm used to it. It's gonna hurt like hell going down this road, though. Can someone pop my shoulder back in? I'll try. Okay. Alright, <laughs> oh, you've had this kid's shoulder all night. Oh, jeez, should have kept... You should have done something about that sooner. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't just body check the side of the RV before going to bed. Uh, let's, uh, I'm going to be nice and say you don't have to roll for this hound. You've had enough medical training. You literally are the team medic at this point uh, that you pop L's shoulder into place. You kind of grit your teeth, L, and you don't say anything, but, like, L, uh, Raven's holding your hand, uh, and you, you, you don't show other people that you are in pain, but you squeeze harder on Raven's hand when he pops it in, and Raven knows it hurts. Um, but once it's in, you you know, kind of move it a little bit. It's, oh, okay. There's a there's a sense of relief. Uh, you know you're going to have to get it checked out, but it is, is fortunately not... Uh, is no longer dislocated so uh yeah you're still at two harm but you no longer have to worry about being able to use your arm uh, yeah I, I can drive all right i'll uh i'll set up shotgun might as well uh, actually actually if we're heading out um i'm gonna go just to the uh the workshop and just kind of start maintaining whatever we had used last night and just 
it's at least like very slow going, but I'm just kind of making sure that nothing we have that we're using is damaged or is unusable if we need it again. Okay, I'm going to say that uh, Elle is driving slow enough because her shoulder hurts and these are mountain roads and this is an RV that you can probably do that with the less dangerous objects. Certainly not a firearm, but like, you know, just checking through your gear and making sure things mm-hmm. are in place. So yeah, you can do that. Okay. Uh, if you guys, anything else you want to do before you go to the hospital? I want to see if uh, if Nigel has a Trent gun lying around in the armory. <laughs> Nigel, do you think you would have another tranquilizer gun in the armory? Uh, that that is not something that he would have uh, thought about. Um, uh, based on what he probably would have, it would probably be like a hunting rifle, uh, maybe another double barrel shotgun, um, maybe a sawed off shotgun. Yeah. I'm gonna maybe, say maybe another like handgun as well. Yeah, like that, that'd be about it. Like he wouldn't have too many. Yeah, I'm gonna say that uh, Nigel never planned on capturing anything. <laughs> oh God, no, no. You, he, you were always he's planning on killing it. Um, so yeah, there's no spare tranquilizer gun. There's also now that you think about it, no spare cell phone, and you lost your yeah, no. wood. So yeah, anything else, real quick, before you go to the hospital? Um. We need to decide what happened to us before we go into the hospital. Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Well, well like there is a uh, there's a cop car at the bottom of the cliff. We could say it had something to do with that. How about we don't draw attention to stuff that will probably have police investigating a missing or po- crashed police vehicle? How I like we... that plan. I say they're probably going to do it anyways. Yeah, but the they don't cops know we're are involved. gone. They don't know we're involved. We don't want them think looking anywhere in our direction. As far as they they can be concerned, we went walking on a trail, thinking like, "Oh, it'll be an easy night out. We'll go for a nice little little walk after dinner." We went along the wrong trail, got lost, and we fell down a hill. It hurt like hell. We we took a bad tumble, but we eventually managed to find our way back. Can I roll but, sharp to see if there's any injuries that would not have happened from rolling down a hill, even if it was a really bad tumble? Yeah, go ahead. That is a... Wait, my sharp plus one. So that is an eight. Uh, on yourself? I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, with a mixed result, you can judge yourself really well you can't really judge the others very well you think pretty much everything on yourself could be explained by a pretty bad fall uh bruised ribs lots of bruises in general uh nothing particularly lacerating or otherwise uh not looking normal for you okay uh I'm, i'm going to say as much i'm going to say well i mean that would make sense for me uh what about the rest of you What'd you say, Sandy? Can I give myself a look over and uh, check? Yeah, sure. Alright, uh, sharp? Yeah. Uh, why, did, why is it on this that I roll well? Uh, that'd be 11. You're just investigating yourself? Yeah. Yeah, you're like Raven. Pretty much everything on you could be explained by a bad fall. Yeah, I think we should all investigate ourselves. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna do this. There, there's one particular person I'm really worried about right now. I feel like investigating. <laughs> we should be like, uh, yeah, I went and investigated myself. Sounds a little dirty, but. Hey, it's natural and it's healthy. But Listen, yeah, I'm gonna it's do the 19, same. 20, 18, 90. Yes. We're yes. six. What did you get, Hound? Um, that's um, a not good. That's a three. As far as you're concerned, yeah, you could explain this by a fall. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with me at all. Real, realizing that I, I did kind of shoot Jack's arm, I, I want to at least look look him over and just be like because he, he got he got yeah, I'm not going to make you roll sharp for that that's a very obvious gun wound <laughs> yeah that's I was about to ask what about a bullet wound it's not a bullet wound it's very obviously a gun wound like any, well, yeah I'm, that's what I meant like yeah. a, a graze yeah like a graze uh, All right. anyone with any Animal kind attack? of anyone with any kind of medical training is going to look at Jack who is currently covered in lacerations from giant claws and a literal gun wound and go, no, you didn't fall. <laughs> the rest of you could probably get away with it. Jack can't. Okay. Jack. So how about uh, the- Raven, yeah. you don't know this. <laughs> so I'm going to... I looked him over and saw it, though, right? Okay. Yeah, you saw it, so whatever you want to do with that uh... information. Because even Jack is like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Actually, was I awake when you got shot? Were you awake? Uh, no, you weren't. I'm I'm gonna look at like Jack over, like, oh man, dude, I I hate saying this because you probably took the biggest blunted out of it from everybody, but I did kind of shoot you and graze you there. Um, any chance we can maybe try and patch you up here and? Probably I mean, we got the infirmary. We got first aid kits. We could at least get your arm did... patched up. I'm you look like you kind of got mauled. Dead. Uh, so, so, what to who? You, you said something, Scully. After saying, yeah. What? What? What if instead of we fell down a hill, we got lost, ran into a bear, and L used her. Wait, do you have a license for that gun? Me? Yeah. For the mag gun, um, the shot, the double barrel, I have one. Who doesn't have I would have say yes. L probably has a license for at least the pistol. So, L tried to protect Jack when the bear attacked Jack by shooting, and it hit the bear. But not without grazing Jack in the process. And as the rest of us ran, L, you apparently didn't fall, but the rest of us did, did, did not do so well. The way you said that made it sound like the, the bear had the gun. Are we, is this the, uh, is this the cover story you guys are going to go with? Well, I, we... I do have one question. Would they be able to tell, like, they would just be able to tell he was shot, right? Yeah, they're not going to know the bullet caliber. If it had yeah, been I'm just checking gunway, if it would be like larger or something. Yeah, it's a graze, so it's it's they can tell that it's a gun wound, but they're not going to be like if it, if he had gone in him, then they could. But yeah, yeah, and, and it was a magnum. If I had hit Jack square in the arm, he would not have an arm. So, oh yeah. All right. 
And your clip is missing one bullet, right? For the pistol? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. L's is missing. All right. Yeah. Yes. Also, I'm, I'm making else, sure I lock your all my guns. <laughs> I, I will lock all of our guns in the cabinet, and the, like the, the hidden one that's behind the, uh, the other food cabinet. Okay, so I should probably take my shotgun out of the double bag. I mean, I doubt anyone's going to be in here, but I don't want anyone looking through a window and spotting anything, so I'm making sure everything is very well hidden. Okay. I'm going to say that you know the RV enough so you don't have to roll with that. You've got all of it, like, squirreled away. Um, yeah, this this is like my, my Millennium Falcon. I know every little nook and cranny to hide shit in here. Mm-hmm. Could, could I roll to see if there actually are bears in the area? Or, like, any other animals? You don't need to roll. There are bears. Okay. There are definitely bears. There are tourists, therefore there are bears. Because people have garbage, and garbage is tasty. One of them is beautiful and then a tutu. Yes. Is that you saying that, or is that a bear's perspective? That's a, that's a bear's perspective. Uh-huh, sure it is. Cats don't eat garbage. Thank you very much. I've seen plenty of cats eat garbage. No. <laughs> anyway. So is that the uh, is that the 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 alibi we're going with? Yeah, we got, I, I don't, we I don't got, think we can get any better. We got attacked yeah, by a bear. We, we, what we, about we, the shoulder thing? Here, yeah. here's, here's what it is. We got attacked by a bear. I mean, shoulders can oh. pop pretty easily. All right. So, well, how about this? We got attacked by the bear. Jack, you got the worst of it. Uh, L grazed you when she fired. It scared the bear off. But as we tried to get away from it, we ended up taking a fall down the hill, which explains the rest. Okay. We're going to say uh, jump, smash cut, smash cut, jump cut to uh, the hospital where you're all sitting in a small emergency room together with a very tired, annoyed looking nurse as you try to explain. Yeah, no, we fell down a hill, but there was a bear and then like we shot at it, but we didn't get it. We almost shot our friend and then we like fell. Did we say we fell down a hill? We fell down a hill and it's just sitting there in front of you guys writing it all down and looks at you, looks back at the thing and he just kind of shakes his head and you hear him kind of go under his breath like fucking tourists. I fucked you. <laughs> um, Don't piss off the person that's going to be fixing you. I can do it myself. You'll just wait here for the doctor. Uh, don't get up and go anywhere. Yeah. And they close the uh, the curtain, the like, green sickly curtain looking on the four of you. Um, you guys wait there for about... I don't know, 40 minutes while you wait for the doctor to come and deal with all four of you. Um, It's not a very busy hospital uh, at the moment. Uh, It seems like, because you guys, I'm going to say that you drove down to the Santa Triste Hospital um, because you wanted to go and check the public records, which would not be in the Mountain Village. The Mountain Village has their own small hospital where they deal with people who have like crashed on the mountainside or who have other injuries, etc., um, you guys took the time to go down towards Santa Triste so you could look at the public records if you wanted to, um, which means that you doesn't get nearly as much tourist uh, injuries. Um, and right now it's pretty quiet. There's a couple of uh, people coughing, otherwise sick. Some people who look like they're seriously ill, but they're quiet in that way that it means that they don't feel good. Uh, someone is screaming somewhere down the hall, 
about something, but you don't know what it is because it's just too far away. Um, Raven, I want you to, I want you to roll mm-hmm. your magic to see. Yeah, just roll first, and I'll tell you the results. That is an eleven. Okay, so Raven, you don't like hospitals for a very, very good reason. Oh. Uh, hospitals are full of spirits and echoes and things that are unhappy and want to leave and can't. Um, it is a unpleasant experience for anybody who has any vague sense of spiritual awareness, um, telepathy, what have you. Uh, fortunately, you've done enough training knowing that at some point you would have to be in a hospital for some reason, um, that you are able to block most of it out. It is still there, like a, like, like, like the sound of a fridge kind of buzzing somewhere in the house. You, you can feel it. It's annoying, but it's not overwhelming. Um, so you're, you're all right right now. Uh, you can manage um, but it is not. I, I, I'm still grasping L's hand very tightly. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the doctor comes in, looks over you guys, uh, looks at uh, Jack's bullet wound, and then looks at the notes that the nurse wrote, looks at Jack's bullet wound again, and you kind of see this moment of decision on his face as he's like, I could say something, but that would involve a lot of paperwork. And in fact, uh, Raven, you not trying to be rude, mm-hmm. but kind of trying to see what his intentions are going to be. Listen in a little bit and hear those exact words. That seems like a lot of paperwork. Fuck this. It's not worth it. They're just tourists. Uh, pass gives you guys your stitches where needed, uh, patches you up, gives you some painkillers. Make sure that uh, L, your dislocated shoulder is going to be viable. Gives you an arm like... Uh, Hanger thingy, sling. Yeah, sling. A sling. Yes, a sling. <laughs> I got a. Bachelor- <laughs> I got a bachelor's in English. <laughs> Anyways, hey, arm hate arm hanger's a better word anyway. Listen, yeah, it is like a weapon, you know. Yeah. You got an arm hanger, um, and and basically, uh, they they send uh, Nigel and uh, Raven in for X-rays on your ribs, um. And uh, you're you're both very fortunate. They are not broken. In fact, they are not even fractured. Um, you don't know how that happened. And Raven, you suspect it has something to do with your magic for you. Nigel, you don't have a fucking clue. You just got lucky. Um, they're, they're just ghost dodge. They're just both deeply, <laughs> deeply bruised. Um, uh, so they give you some 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 slightly stronger than Tylenol pain medications to to deal with the pain. Tell you to rest up for at least a week, and uh, otherwise you are patched up, medicated, and and sewed up as much as they can for you. And I'm gonna say all three of you take off to harm. Um, you are still not doing great, but with a full another night's rest, you could probably take off the next one. So yeah, you're you're all down. Uh, back. Do we still have the negative one? No, because you went and got it taken care. Oh, of. Okay, that means L is fully healed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's but still, we're not. It's still sore, like you know, like I'm I'm gonna say that harm represents things that are impeding and or leading to your eventual death, whereas you can still be injured um, without having harm. So we'll say that they're just kind of like 
they're there. It's but... still a zero harm injury. Yeah, it's, a... it's the difference but, between yeah. say getting a paper cut and breaking your finger. Like yeah. one 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 hurts, yeah. the other one is like that. I can't use, I can't use part of my hand. Yeah, so we're gonna say that that's you know you're still not in great shape. Um, yeah, but as far as uh, harm, I have none now. Yeah, correct. Uh, I am back to where we started tonight. <laughs> one harm. Hey. Yeah, same. It's like we never fought a Yeti. Let's do it again. All right, this time, go for the eyes. Uh, the doctor is still in the room, and he goes, "Yeti, never mind," and Don't just turns and just leaves. Gonna... Just leaves. <laughs> well, well. I thought, was, I thought that was a player conversation. Uh... Never assume. Mm-hmm. Never assume you make an ass out of boom. So, 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 so now we're, we're we're out of the hospital. Yeah. So you guys are discharged and and uh, and leave and go back to the RV. Um, you are currently in Santa Triste Village. It is about three in the afternoon at this point. Uh, it was a very short drive, and since it was such a not busy day for the hospital, you managed to get seen and taken care of fairly quickly. So uh, three three thirty ish, um, and you're free to do what you like. Well. We need to look up um, about Joseph, so... Yeah. Where, whereabouts would be the best place for him to go look? City Public Hall. Record. City Hall. All yeah. right. Well, Either way, can we, can we go? Yeah. Talk on the way. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll hop in the RV and have this conversation on the way there. Okay. So uh, you guys are going to City Hall to check public records? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to say you guys get there pretty quickly. It is a small town. Uh, public records at City Hall is basically two streets over. Um, you don't even really need to, like, look it up because it's such a small town. You just kind of drive around uh, looking for the fanciest looking building and hoping that's it. And you're right. That's it. <laughs> um, you go inside and a very bored we, we, looking... We got held up for a little bit. There, There, there was a library, but right next to it yeah yeah there was a there was a nice looking library but city hall somehow had to make itself taller and grander because of course it did um it's like the same building but with a little clock tower on top of it yeah it's like it's like it's like six feet taller it's got a it's got it a has small... a dome on top of it yeah there we go. <laughs> it's got a small little gazebo out front to make itself seem fancy uh so yeah no it's um so you find it and you go inside and you see like a bored looking public servant sitting behind uh, a desk and uh, she looks up at you and goes oh uh, can I help you uh, Raven do you want to take lead on this sorry sorry my sorry yes yes hello um I'm I'm from Shady Hollow uh, I work at the Museum of Unnatural History and I'm doing a little bit of research into some of the myths and legends around here and just wanted to see if you had any information on a Mr. And I pull out the notebook. Uh, Joseph Redinger. It's like he... Well, here. Here's the information I already have. Uh, and I, jo- and you're looking for, you're looking for Joe? Uh, yes. I. What kind of... What did you say you're doing again? I work at the Museum of Unnatural History. Okay. I'm just gonna walk out. Uh, Why is is Joe not around? Uh, no. Uh, Joe Joe's been missing for 
I don't know, five years now? Uh, I, I mean, I guess if you're looking into mysterious disappearances, that would make sense. But, uh, he, you know, as far as I know, he had nothing to do with unnatural history. And she kind of says unnatural, like, she doesn't understand. You mean paranormal? <laughs> she's like, she's mm -hmm. like, kind of like, unnatural, unnatural. What, what, what would a Joe been involved in that's unnatural? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, so reading into that, probably slightly telepathically, mm -hmm. I reach over and I say, see, that's just it. History. And, and I go into this long rant about how history is always in the making and the boring stuff will always be covered by scholars and experts. But the stuff that really matters are the stories of the people and... Nigel's going to interrupt, like... The long story short is, we're on assignment, we just want to get this paperwork done so we can go home. Yeah, while they're doing that, Jack is looking for a vending machine. Okay, so I'm going to have Jack roll to see if he finds a vending machine real quick. What would I be rolling? Sharp. That's a 10. <laughs> Alright, you find a vending machine. It's got some chips in it. Uh, Score. You guys, you, you start saying this, and she looks at you, Sandy, and she, she hears assignment, and having been somebody working at City Hall where, like, kids come in regularly to do their schoolwork for whatever post-government class they're doing or something, she's like, oh, oh, okay, you're doing schoolwork. Um, you know, I, I, I can't tell you much about Joe. Uh, let me, ask me what you need to know, and I'll see if I can answer it, but um, there ain't much to say about his disappearance. We don't really know. Well, we were actually kind of hoping we could maybe get in contact with some of his family, just hear, uh, hear something about what may have happened, oh. or what they believe may have happened. Oh, well, I mean, I you I could tell you his family, but it's it might be difficult. They're, they, they took it pretty hard when, when Joseph disappeared. Um, but I could you know, give you their contact information if you're looking to see. Uh... And she kind of looks around, and you get the sense that she's realizing she probably shouldn't. She's torn between uh, her job description, which tells her is to protect the privacy of citizens, and uh, she can give you what's public record, but that's about it, versus her uh, generally living in the same town as everybody for her entire life and their entire life, and knowing pretty much everything about everybody who lives here, aside from the tourists who kind of just come filtered through. Uh, Could I maybe roll for charm and just be like, if there's something that you can't tell us, we like we completely understand. Yeah, I want but you to roll to any information. Someone. Yeah, there's any information that you could tell us, or just even point us in the I... right direction would be great, just so we can maybe have some hopes of figuring out just the smallest amount of what happened to him. Mm -hmm. Can I also roll to give advantage? I was say you on can, that you could help out. Let's see. Using my telepathy. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and just roll to help out. All right. Cool. Uh, That's twelve. Okay. Uh, so you get a plus one to your roll, Sandy. Well, with um, the plus one for my charm and the plus one from the help, that's a five. From the help, excuse. Uh -huh. She looks at you, Sandy. Uh... I, I just ima like imagine like Raven suddenly trying to say something. And Nigel's head. He's like, "Dab." 
<laughs> no, so, uh. so, so Sandy, uh, Nigel really thinks he's being smooth here, where he kind of leans over and puts his uh, his face in his hand and try- starts to rest his elbow on the table and be like, I understand if you can't, and then not realizing he completely did not put his elbow on the table and just put it on empty air and instead face plants chin first into her desk uh thereby cutting himself <laughs> off and nearly biting off his own tongue um did, did jack see this no you were at a vending machine okay no but oh l does God. and she's gonna give him shit for it later uh and and kind of like stand up and shake yourself off and try to say something again and realize your jaw really hurts and she's looking at you like you're definitely an idiot uh that did not work i mean i'm only a mostly idiot uh i'm going to use telepathy okay to let me let me find the specific thing so that i i, I don't end up seeing this as what i'm supposed to be able to did it go all right uh i can also manipulate someone without speaking i still roll as normal except people will not expect the weirdness of my mental communication yes so if you want to use so, yeah you could use telepathy to yeah. to manipulate her um just just roll your telepathy and see if you can kind of coax this out of her without realizing it another 12 six and sixes and fours on this yeah. Anytime Raven uses magic, it's good. Anytime Raven doesn't use magic, it's not so good. Anytime Nigel does mm-hmm. anything, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, depends uh, on your definition. I mean, unless you're dodging. Yeah. yeah I, I, I can dodge, and apparently I can lead us out. That's that's my skill. Alright, so uh, Raven, you kind of do the same thing Nigel is trying to do, but much more graceful and smooth, and you lean forward. You don't put your elbow on the table, because that's rude. Who puts their elbow on a table? But you kind of lean forward and, and look at her with your large, dark eyes, and uh, she looks up at you and... Oh, well... And you kind of go, whatever you can tell us, please. And she goes, well, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm really not supposed to say, but... If you're looking to talk to Holly and Grant, they work up at the Three Deers Lodge. Do you know where that is? Because they're, you know, that's his son and daughter. Uh, they they could tell you more about him, but uh, like I said, they don't know much about what happened to their father, and it's always been a sticking point for them. I'm sorry, that's all I've got. That's... That's more than enough. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and she looks at you, Raven, and there's that kind of connection that telepathy always kind of draws with people. And you can kind of feel her leaning towards you like, oh, you just, you ever need anything, just come back. I- I'll do whatever I can for you. Um, and the rest of you too, I guess. I, I, I linger just a little bit longer on that gaze. Of course. I'm sure we'll be back again anytime we need it. All right. Linger. And then grab Elle's arm, give her a kiss on the way out the door. Uh, she doesn't seem disappointed by it. She just looks at you happily as you go past. And she, All right, well, uh, hope to see you soon. Uh, and then, you know, you can feel as you're walking out of the building the moment your uh, gaze breaks with her and you're out of the room, like that kind of little mental shrug of like, huh, what just happened? Oh, hmm. Yeah, and then you guys are out of the out of the the city hall. So yeah, now you yeah, have it. Yeah, on the way out, 
Jack's just gonna toss her a bag of chips, I guess. Raven, he tosses you a bag of. Oh no, lady. not her. Oh, the lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you hit her. In... <laughs> I'm gonna say you hit her in the face with a bag of chips because she's still staring out the door and she doesn't seem to notice. They just flop on her desk. All right. Well, I grabbed a bunch of bags of chips. All right. So. Uh, I'm just imagining your 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 inventory is just piling up snacks. Yeah. Like if we ever have to fight the monster of gluttony, we're good for like six weeks. Pretty I'm much. excited. It's like the four horsemen out. show up. Famine <laughs> tries to drain us, and and Jack's just like handing us snacks. Like, nope, Famine's not getting us today. <laughs> Just gonna Skyrim pause in the middle of the fight. Like, hold on, let me eat these like ten bags of chips real quick. And a wheel of cheese uh. as a garnish. All right. So, so as we get back to the car, uh, I, I I'm just gonna look at everyone and, well, that's one hell of a coincidence. That's one way of putting it. I suppose the good news is that. We at least don't have to track down a new address in a town that we don't know. Bad right. news is... We have to tell the people that their dad is dead? No. Bad news is we already told them that we were here about a yeti. And if we go up and say, hey, so we may know what happened to your dad... Yeah, and they're already pretty defensive on the subject of the yeti. You don't think they might no. know about it already, yeah. do you? No, based on their reactions to all the Yeti stuff, I, 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 I sit there and think a bit about what I know about death and grief and loss and times in the past couple of years that I, I kind of tried a little too hard to be the ghost whisperer uh, as I started to realize what was going on and how... Most people, when when they don't understand what happened to a lost uh, loved one, they get really obsessive about it, and it just it lingers with them and it changes them to the point where they can't really hide it from anyone. Like you, you, you can hide it from strangers, but for someone with telepathy, hearing. If they basically, if they thought that it was a yeti, I would have known that they thought that it was a yeti from like the get go. So chances are, the reason that they moved up there was because they were desperate to find their dad's body or something like that. And I and I explained this stuff to them, the group. Uh, I'm gonna point out as the DM that you would have remembered that Holly mentioned at the very beginning, which was literally only two days ago. This is why I know you would remember uh, that her father yeah, built the that, lodge. That's true. Her father built the yeah, lodge, and they had been working yeah. at it. Okay, so 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 then in that case, uh, uh, I, I instead say instead of moving up there, that they they are likely staying up there in hopes. In, in, in sort of an obligation or duty to their father. Okay. Or perhaps even curse? hoping that they find answers. Well, uh, did, did Raven mention that they had a 
built the lodge up there. You all were at the front desk. Right, she we all heard that, it. So yeah. All right. Well, if they're staying there because of him, and he built the lodge, you don't think? Okay. Here, here's my my reasoning so far. We've got a mountain spirit sealed away. There's a question of a who sealed it, and b there's something else. There's got to be something else that's bringing about this Yeti. So, if the Yeti killed him, maybe there's something about the Lodge that brought the Yeti about? Maybe, I don't know, I'm not saying like he sealed away the Mountain Spirit, that doesn't make any sense to me. What if, for some reason, maybe where he built it, it pissed something off, and that something went for revenge? Maybe it's the something that sealed away the mountain spirit. I mean, it makes sense to me. Territory and all that. Well, regardless, let's head back up to the the lodge. Raven, would you be alright using your, your magical know-how to maybe just try and look over the lodge itself? Maybe we can find something weird up there? Sure. I... Into trouble to look across this raven's face after hearing what you were saying about that. Uh, I, I do want to point out that there is one other potentially more dangerous possibility. Chances are we don't know what they know yet, but when we found the car, there was a car but no body there. And we found the body much further away. If they yeah. drove in, if he drove into the woods and disappeared without a trace, that's one thing. If he drove into the woods and the car was found but there was no body there, my my point is, it may not be that he was a victim, but that he was part of a, I don't know, that was his body there. I just hmm. you should probably Are you still talking be like very careful about the kids. I don't think we should go to them just yet. I think if we let them know anything, they're either, on one hand, they might help us. On another, they might make things way harder for us to figure out. One thing I I know is, I know he couldn't say a lot, but he only mentioned his daughter. I'm just saying. Right. Didn't, Didn't it say something to you about telling the daughter? Like when, you, when you first spoke to, to... I asked, how could I make this right? And the concept of... And, and, and I, I send through my telepathy, which is luckily working a lot better now. Uh, the, the concept of daughter that, that he sent. Uh, which was a, a very confusing emotionally sort of thing. It was essentially just my daughter down near the town somewhere uh, and, and and that's it so that that is true maybe we need to be extra careful around her well, or maybe the opposite maybe son is more knows more than her thing is i'm curious about the uh the whole thing of uh him directing towards a daughter in the town cuz it could have been that, you know, 
she moved up from the town to the lodge after he disappeared to take over. Or maybe he has a secret child. Well, in a small oh, town like dumb. this, normally secrets like that get out. Yeah, I I would definitely go with one of those first two. Um, well, I suppose we could go investigate that clearing, but I doubt there's going to be anything there, considering that we searched clearing the first time. Our stuff could... Well, my stuff could still be there. Perhaps. Which clearing? The the one near the lodge, or the one where you guys were last night? Last we night could go search the second out. clearing. Last night's clearing. Okay, you would have remembered from last uh, night that the clearing disappeared. It was gone. All the trees seemed to have come back from wherever they were. So I don't know if you're likely to find your phone. Well, that well, sucks. Talking, talking with the people running the lodge will be helpful, but we need to hold our cards close to our chest. Other than that, I, mean, I suppose I could hang back and do some research, but I don't know that that would be that helpful right now. Try and mm. meditate on what I've learned so far and see what I find out. It wouldn't hurt if maybe we looked up the history of the lodge itself. Because there's got to be some kind of records here, right? With, with, with sort of a resigned, why the hell didn't I think of this five minutes ago, sigh. Raven turns and looks at Nigel. Yeah. In fact, I bet if we were to go to a public records office somewhere around here, we could probably ask for that sort of information. <sighs> but maybe we shouldn't go back so soon. Yeah, aren't we still yeah. in the parking lot yeah. right now? You guys are literally not even in the parking lot. You're on the doorstep. You literally just left the building. Like we're standing right outside. Yeah, it's an empty, you know, it's a small town, 3 p.m. at City Hall during the winter, and nobody gives a shit about this place right now, so there's no one around, but you're literally outside. <laughs> you're not that far. You're yeah. lucky the door is closed. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, just ha- I just have this big, bat, this big, like, group of chips in my arms. Raven's size turns around, kind of composes herself from this god damn it why the hell didn't we just think of this before now I had to go walk back in sort of thing but back to ah yes hello mode uh, and walks in uh, and walks back up to the desk okay uh, she's still sitting there with like her hands and her her chin in her hands looking at the door where you just left and there's a chip bag on the desk in front of her and a little red <laughs> spot on her it. cheek where it hit her and she sees you comes in and her face another chip bag. yeah her she doesn't notice she, her face lights up uh, as you smack her dead in the center of her you know forehead oh you're back <laughs> oh well, uh, I, I don't I don't know what I, hi what can I do for you um, and I, I'm going to reach forward and just kind of brush some hair away from the injury and say, you know, I completely forgot. Do you have any information on the uh, the establishment of the Mountain Lodge? The Three Deers Lodge. Thank you. Yes. Uh. Oh, well, yeah, we have the blueprints and we have the permits and we have the proposal and the environmental impact reports and we have the contract uh, for the actual... Would I be able to just get all of that, please? Uh, sure. 
uh, let me get that for you. And she seems really hesitant to leave your presence, and she's kind of looking at you, and then realizes she said she would go and do something after a second. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'll I'll go do that right now. And she like she's leaving as she watches you, so she runs into like the door jam for a second, and <laughs> be right back. Okay. I wonder if there was anything there before the lodge. I mean, that'll probably be with the stuff. Us. As she comes back after about mm, 10 minutes, it takes her a while. There's a, Despite the fact that it's a small town, there's a lot of tourist stuff. So in terms of like getting you like permits and et cetera, et cetera, she has to go through a lot. Um, she comes out with a, a bundle of, of things and she says, well, here's the, the originals, which you can look at here. Uh, there's a desk over there. You can't take them out of this office. Uh, she looks really kind of overjoyed Sorry. that you can't quite leave yet. And then she kind of points. And, and uh, in that corner is uh, the the copy machine. It's it's 20 cents a copy, and you can copy whatever you need to. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're such an amazing help. No, you're an amazing... Uh, and she kind of stops. I'm just going to giggle before she can realize that she has no answer to finish that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and say, we'll be right over there. Okay, I'll be, I'll be right here. And she just kind of puts her hands back in her, her chin back in her hands and just looks at you guys. And she's just staring I, at you at this point the entire time you're in the corner. As I, as I turn around to Elle, I'm just going to look at her and as subtly as I can without her seeing just make the <laughs> gagging gesture do you need a cough drop <laughs> no. <laughs> no but thank you so much oh no worries I've got Ludens in my bag if you need them I was trying really hard to keep a straight face it's not working too well like, I just walk lonely. over to the desk with all the paperwork and make sure I'm facing away from her so I don't have to keep this sickly sweet face on. Okay. Uh, so you got you feel her eyes in like kind of kind of boring into the back of your skull. Um, you know every time you turn around she's just staring at you. But otherwise you guys have what you need. So you, uh, you sit at the one of the tables. There's about three of them. You sit at the furthest one away from her and, and as out of her line of sight as you can. Um, and uh, spread out the. The, the papers that she gave you. And what you get is a blueprint of the lodge, um, a, a couple of like stacks of permit requests, an environmental studies uh, paperwork in terms of like what the environmental impact would be. Another one that's the proposal to the bank uh, to get the loan necessary to build the lodge. And it kind of lists off why it would be good, what the area is, how much uh, it would bring in in terms of tourists, how it competes with other lodges in the area, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got these kinds of papers in your in your possession at the moment um i i would like to look at the uh the environmental impact papers first okay investigate them all right i'm not gonna make you roll for it because like seriously okay. it's just reading um mm -hmm. it's a lot of dense scientific uh uh and bureaucratic language but you're a very smart person you've done readings of much more dense and older material especially studying magic so you kind of managed to like 
pick your way through it as tedious as it is. Um, and it lists that there, as far as the environment goes, there's very minimal impact uh, compared to other lodges. Um, there's no real reason not to build where it is. There's no indication that there's any kind of um, uh, uh, environmental or, or paleo... Um, anthropological reason not to put the lodge on that particular spot. So uh, you don't find anything that seems to indicate um, why a lodge would be built and why a lodge shouldn't be built there, I'm saying. I, I, I cross the shining off of my list in my notebook. Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything that just goes over, like just the general history of like the area of the mountain itself there? No, not in those papers. That's more. That would probably for... be at the library. Yeah. Let's go to the library. Um, I mean, I, I, I'll just keep looking through the rest of that stuff. Uh, in the blueprints, is there any secret underground laboratory or weird areas on the blueprint that look very unexplainable based on? No, you see. Oh. You see uh, the the uh, rooms. There's a total of about um, 16 rooms, all of them upstairs. Downstairs uh, has a diagram for the um, sitting room where you met Mark for ski instructions. It's very large, has those beautiful windows, and at the back uh, has some doors to the private staff area. You can see on the blueprints that the private staff area includes um, a break room for people, a room where people um, who aren't working at the front desk or otherwise hotel kind of uh, do like, you know, um, uh, accounts, and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, another room that is very obviously the office for whoever is running the hotel. And you see uh, on the other side is the diner and the kitchen that takes up the other side of the uh, lodge. It's not an extremely large lodge as other lodges go. And then the basement is where they do, uh, they have a laundry set up and a, um, a, a like, storage area, etc. So there's nothing there that looks in any way obviously not kosher for building. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and cross off Resident Evil and Cabin in the Woods off of my notebook. Okay. Uh, and then what was the last thing? The, uh, the, the bank proposal and like the financial documents? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look through them and basically just look to see if there's any sort of, uh, like, is the lodge nearly in default on it, these loans? No, the lodge like is that. from, so these are just from, um, they're public records, they're, they're essentially the proposal and uh, other things in mm -hmm. terms of, like, it, it, how well is it, it doing in reporting um, to the bank and to the public. It's, it's, you can see glancing over these financial documents and what you can tell the lodge is doing really well. Um, and, and the proposal is essentially just saying like the, uh, the area is undeveloped, um, but sits right on the main road for, uh, the mountain village. It's very conveniently located. If we ran a prime shuttle, real estate, etc., etc. you know, if you ran a shuttle, we could, uh, have people traveling and reduce the impact of people driving in their own cars, etc. Um, and the bank basically bought it hook, line, and sinker and gave them what they wanted. And since then they've managed to stay up on their loans and, and, and turn a pretty decent profit because they were right. It's a good location. 
All right, well, with the huff, I'm going to scratch off the final theory, Scooby-Doo, from my list. Start gathering up all the papers, uh, and then I'll walk over uh, to the desk and say, Oh, well, would you look at the time? It's it's almost time for me to uh, get some rest and go to bed. Would you mind holding on to these so that I could come back tomorrow and take a deeper look? Yeah, uh, certainly. I'll I'll take those from you right now. Uh, it, it, you, if you want, I'll I'll I can I can wait for you. Uh, if you just want to rest, we have we have some pretty comfy chairs. In fact, you could come sit in uh, my office in the back. I've got a nice little recliner. Don't tell anyone, but I like to take a nap back there when it gets really slow. It's pretty comfortable. Oh, you are so sweet. But really, I I know that if I don't sleep in a feather bed. I, I just won't rest, but I'll tell you what. And I pull out my card, and I say, if you think of anything else that might help us, you give me a call. And I give her my card. Well, uh, and she takes it like um, like it's like a holy object, because, man, you've done a number on this <laughs> chick. Uh, she's like, I, I, I absolutely will call you Raven. What a beautiful name. I've always liked ravens, you know. They're great birds. They're really smart. Uh, and they're so elegant looking. People tend to be, like, bad about ravens. They think that they're, like, omens of death and stuff. But I think they're just really cool birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you wanted to, like, if you're really tired, I know you said you don't want to. But um, I'm going to be on break soon if you'd like to go and maybe get some lunch. Or uh, we could maybe get dinner and we could hang out. I, I think, you know, it would it might be a nice time for you. And she doesn't look like she's going to stop anytime soon. She's just talking yep. at this point to keep you there. Chip bag. So I, while she's doing this, uh, first of all, I would like to investigate. Does she have a wedding ring, perchance? Uh, yeah, you can look at her. No, no wedding ring. Okay. Um, well, you do see thank a lot God of cat for hair. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like how um, I'm burning myself, by the way. <laughs> I didn't want to make the yeah. joke of like, lady? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm going to look at her and say, you know, that sounds absolutely wonderful, but we've had a very long day and I'm going to kind of gesture with my head and then I'm going to do it again so that she actually looks this time mm-hmm. uh, over to L uh, and the sling and the many injuries and patched upness that that's going on there. And I'm also I'm gonna try to manipulate her again okay. using my telepathy just to kind of help her realize not not so much that she she gets upset mm-hmm. uh, that she's been helping us, but also you know remind her that there is more to the world than just Raven. Okay, uh, roll for that. I I I. I Roll a five. You don't have any bonuses. Uh, oh, you're right. Uh, I rolled a seven. Okay, I was gonna say your magic never rolls a five. I'm pretty sure that's impossible. Um, yeah, uh, she looks over, and uh, that's a mixed success. So I'm gonna say she looks over at uh, L, and there's a moment where like realization crosses her face, and she goes, "Oh, of course, you're both tired." And she's like staring at you with those big doe eyes, L. You know, I've got room uh, for both of you if you'd like to come into my office. I'm sure we could all fit you into that 
chair or we could go to dinner together um and she's just like starting to give you the same look l that she was giving raven only now she's like running it back and forth between the two of you uh you know i've got this wonderful little place i know down uh, a little bit further out of the valley it, they, it made they make the most excellent salmon and it is the most perfect time to go and get that they also have this really uh wonderful huckleberry pie um i would love to treat the both of you i'm just it. gonna shoot elvis look like help that Nigel's gonna step in, knowing that he's ruined every situation so far, and just be like, "Yeah, yeah a lot of us should all go down there." Uh, yeah, like the five of us, it would be a great time. She looks at the at you, Nigel, and just goes, "Oh no, honey, I'm sorry. You don't seem like the kind that would really be good at eating pie." Uh, but you know what? If you wanted to go somewhere, the three of us could go, and then uh, the two of you could. Next, just gonna yes. throw a chip bag at her face, like really hard. <laughs> she like, <laughs> she like blinks for a second, looks at you, and there's this moment where the telepathy kind of pulse like breaks for a second, and she looks both confused and angry. Just, I, uh, and then she looks back at Elle and Raven. <clears throat> Well, uh, anyways, the offer's on the table if you'd like to, you know, take us up for it. Uh, it's up to you. And uh, she kind of glares over at Jack and Nigel and then kind of turns big doe eyes Poor back Jenna. at you two. Elle is looking at I, Raven I... like, you're on your own with this shit. <laughs> how, how about this? Why don't we... Why don't... Me and Elle here escort these two gentlemen back to the hotel they're staying at. And, well, we'll give you a call, okay? And I walk out before she realizes I don't have her number. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, you're yeah, Jack's s- gonna it's so go. nice of you to escort them. Um, yeah, just just call, yeah, call me. Right. And as you're, like, shutting the door, you kind of hear her voice echoing. Oh, oh. She yeah, Jack's grabbing <laughs> bags that he threw at her, and then he's gonna follow. Uh, she just glares at you as you pick up the chip bag and then grabs it from your hand and like pulls it back. Excuse me, those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> she's got three okay. bags of chips to sit on the desk now. <laughs> yeah, she opens it as you're leaving and just starts shoving chips into her mouth. She looks pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, he's just as gonna... soon as that door closes when we're yeah. outside, Nigel's just gonna laugh like, "Oh my god." I changed back everything I said about magic. That was the best. You can just hear. Speak uh, for yourself, man. That was creepy as shit, but also beautiful. You can. I'm gonna say that Raven, you're very actively trying to block every and all image that she is currently thinking about involving you and L and her. As she chomps on yeah, these chips I'll, angrily. Every, everything that I can do is about. Oh my god! Please no. Get. Oh yeah. Ex- ex- yeah. It's a, it involves a lot of pie. <laughs> I'm gonna say my face is very red. Yeah. So now where to? I say we hit the library. I want to take a look at the history of the town. Maybe see if there's anything up in that area that might tell us something else, like old myths and legends too. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of shit that I read up about. Like I, I know this kind of stuff. So if there's something that's specific to this area that we don't know. It could be the key that we're looking for. Okay, the library is literally right next door. Do you use to any librarians? 
Listen, I like to think that librarians are stronger willed than that girl. <laughs> I like yes, to think please that don't too. Make the librarian want to sleep with us too. Hey, I didn't do shit. Talk to Raven. I, that's what I was saying, nephew. You yeah, know, the only person like even close to her is I don't know her twin sister or something next door. It's the same person, just with glasses. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so so we, we we start walking Raven way more quickly than anyone else over to the library. That's Raven probably looks like she's not quite chasing something, but the fastest power walk you have ever seen in any mall ever. Yeah, as one does when they That's pretty the fast. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you guys head over to the library. Um, it is literally next door. It's a really pretty building. Like, when you went into the, uh, when you went into the, the city hall, it, it was nice on the outside, but the inside was kind of mundane. Like, they didn't put a ton of money into making the inside look great. The library is almost the opposite. The outside looks nice. You can tell it's an old building, but it, it could use some repair. But the inside is beautiful. We're talking gorgeous, well-kept, uh, wooden, uh, stacks, um, beautiful water work at the kind of little mini courtyard that they have in front of the, um, I guess foyer is more like what it is, uh, in front of the, uh, the, the checkout desk, uh, and the information desk, which are both, like, one is one on one side and the information's on the other. Um, you see plants that they have growing and a, and a really, it's a one story, uh, library, so it's more wide than it is tall, and the top has this beautiful, thick, glassed, opaque, um, kind of skylight that's domed and has wonderfully intricate, uh, ironwork, um, and kind of letting in that soft snowy light from winter um that's very gently illuminating the kind of the tops of these these stacks in these areas it is a very nice library and it's got a fairly decent amount of people in it for being the afternoon on a winter's day there's some you can see uh, in the far corner in the back where they keep the kids there's a uh, kids books i should say um and other things they uh they've got maybe three or four teenagers hanging around a table reading uh manga or ya novels there's one kid sitting on a beanbag with uh, a a little um kind of game boy old black and white game boy playing um in the other corner and then on the other far side you see a couple of elderly people taking naps as they quote unquote read um in front of you directly is the uh, information desk, which is currently empty, um, and then on the other side, the checkout desk, which has a, a nice-looking, almost Santa-like older man um, standing behind it, and he looks up from his uh, currently, like, checking books into the uh, the system. Oh, hi. Uh, can I help you? Hi. Um, we're doing a little bit of project on the history of the, the town and all that. We're kind of looking for stuff that's up more around, like, the mountainous area. Would you guys have any, like, local history section anywhere? Oh, yeah, of course we do. Uh, we keep that in our uh, our, our local uh, our local authors area. Not a lot of, uh, you know, big-time authors tend to write about Santa Triste. But we got a lot of people who've done a, a pretty decent, thorough research into our history and, and all kinds of stuff. And he points you over into um, the kind of back corner on the complete opposite side of where the kids are and you can kind of see this like up against the wall these uh, really pretty bookcases and they seem to be like showcasing stuff um and he 
He says, yeah, if you want to, just go ahead and check over there. Or if you're looking for something specific, I can maybe give you a, a, a bit of a clue. But yeah, this it'll all be right there if you need it. Okay, well, we were looking for something more around, like, the, the lodge area, the mountain village. Anything uh, well, specific over there? there's a history book on the development of the actual uh, mountain village. <coughs> that was me coughing, not the guy. He was um, probably the guy coughing. Sir, too. are you okay? Oh, yeah, it's just one of, you know, it's cold, dry air kind of gets to you. It's, I'm fine. Oh, Thanks yeah. for asking, though. Uh, but no, like I was saying, uh, if you wanted to, uh, there's a couple of history books uh, and he kind of starts to write down the titles for you. And, um, those ones go into like the development of the area in terms of like the, the Santa Triste, uh, uh, mountain village and the ski resort. We got a couple that are just about the area in general before when, uh, before we had the whole, you know, development in town and, and stuff, but that's a little bit more geological than it is, you know in terms of, like, buildings and stuff. And then we have a couple that are about Santa Triste, the town, which are mostly just, like, who killed who and who went on trial for what. Uh, But maybe Mm. you find that interesting. Um, And so he gives you a a pretty decent list and says, uh, but otherwise, yeah, that's whatever you're looking for, you can probably find it back there. How about any old, like, books about legends and stuff about the area? Are those in there, too? Yeah, that would probably be included with the one um, about the uh, the area before development. That's that seems to have a couple of the uh, myths and legends included in there. All right, that is actually perfect. It's exactly what we've been looking for. Thank you so much. Mm, you're welcome. I'm kind of, I gestured everybody else, like, all right, let's, uh, let's go take a look. Right. I'm gonna Jack's go ahead and linger a bit, and he's going over. <laughs> Okay, so, and Agile's just gonna start heading straight over the area. Let me let me get y'all at, at not at once. Uh, mm-hmm. Key, you're gonna linger. Uh, Jack, what did you say you were doing? He's gonna follow, but he's still got the chip bags. Oh, don't okay. know if that's gonna cause a problem. No, most modern libraries don't care if you eat in there as long as you clean up after yourself. So he doesn't really say anything. Um, and Jack, uh, you're going towards the back. Yeah, just following Nigel. Oh, sorry, not Jack. Nigel. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just going straight for the books to start looking up. Uh... The, the, the one that's more like the historical and mythological stuff, or legends of the area, stuff like that. Okay, so what were you going to do, Raven? Uh, how old does this library's collection seem to be? Looking around and looking uh, at the sections here. Um, go ahead and, and roll sharp to see if you can kind of get a general sense of this place. Five and a five, so a ten. Alright. Uh, I'm going to say that you look around and you can see that this has definitely been renovated recently. This looks... Wait, really... 11. Yeah. But you, yeah. It, it's but. not a big difference. You can see that this place has been renovated recently and, and the, 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 you know, the, the town seems to put a pretty decent amount of money into maintaining their library. They seem to take a lot of pride in it. Um, but there is definitely some books here and there that indicate that they are... They put a lot of money into renovating it and to updating their their uh, resources, but there are still things in their stock that has been around probably since it was founded, and that seems to be pretty old. We're talking like, you know, early 1900s, maybe like late to mid mid to late 1800s. Um, certainly not the best books um and certainly not like antique books that are worth anything but they're you know some pretty decently old books here i'm gonna head over to the religion spirituality and occult section and i'm gonna try and find some of the oldest books okay i'm gonna say that uh they have the section because they they 
they follow the you know the, the library of having information but because the town itself is fairly conservative when it comes to religion they don't have a lot on the occult um mm-hmm. they, they they have maybe one or two books but there's you know some some mom somewhere through a fit about it possibly corrupting her ch- precious child so yes yeah, so, so, so there's like a tarot in you yeah it's very uh, I, it's very bland anything that seems like it might only be there because it had to do had to have a it had a historical significance with the town, the mountain, uh, basically looking for information on that cave, um, but or, or or whatever sort of things might be connected to that. Not so much looking for. Okay, I'm gonna say with the eleven. I'm gonna say this is what happens with the eleven. Uh, you go to the religious occult section, etc., and look around for about 10 minutes to see if you can find anything of worth. You, you've thumbed through a couple of pages, but in general, you realize that this has basically been sanitized. Um, and you get the sense that the, yeah, there's, they've gotten rid of anything good. So you find, finally, like, kind of sigh with frustration and go back to where Nigel is and, and uh, start to look through the local book stack and realize, oh, huh here's something interesting and you pick up a book that's um it it seems to be uh, about like like general kind of personal memoirs that were written it's fairly old um it's probably from the 1950s and it's referencing memoirs of people who uh moved there or heard things uh from people who lived there for a long time um and you find a very particularly interesting uh, entry. Um, it's by a woman named Edith, and she uh, was writing a diary at, uh, entry at about hmm, 1880, 1890 sometime. There's no exact date on the diary entry itself, but the uh, the editor seems to be guesstimating at when it would have been made based off of um, other similar stuff that they had found. And uh, she talks about uh, a story that her mother had told her um, about how Santa Triste had been named. Uh, Santa Triste, Edith writes, um, I'm going to say it in the way that it would have been written. My mother always told me that Santa Triste had a reason for its name. Why would you name a mountain after sadness? Usually mountains are named after greatness, something like a the vast expanse of light that comes and lights it from the side, or uh, how tall it is, or the the great rushing rivers and waterfalls that seem to come cascading down from it. But Santa Triste is sad. I never understood this. Uh, I always asked my mother, what made the mountain sad? And my mom would say, well, honey, uh, as I hear it, the heart of the mountain was lost. What do you mean, mother? I'd ask her. The heart of the mountain was lost. I don't know, darling. That's just what they tell me. Heart of the Mountain was lost a long time ago, and she's been looking for it ever since. Now, I don't know what that means, but that makes the mountain sad. Uh, the entry seems to go on for a little bit uh, as Edith kind of starts to have memories of her mother and seems to detour into her childhood and how much she 
you know, used to enjoy going berry picking in the summer and how she loved to climb the mountains uh, with her brothers and her cousins and how beautiful the light was when it shone on the mountainside in the sunsets. Um, Finally, she kind of comes around back to it and she says, well, as far as I see it, Santa Triste might be a sad mountain, but she brings joy to many, many people. I wish there was a way to make her happy again, but if the heart of the mountain is lost, then, well, as far as I can tell, it was lost to the people around her. She she lives inside us, and as far as I'm concerned, if it's up to me or up to God, uh, I'm going to live as close to her as possible until the day I die. And you um, continue on, and the editor leaves a note at the end mentioning how, um, after doing some research, found that Edith uh, lived in the Santa Triste village her entire life and got married and never never left and had children. And as far as they know, most of her children still live in Santa Triste, um, or at least her descendants do. Uh, But yeah, that's the only thing you can really find in terms of uh, mention of what might be the the mountain itself in terms of mythology would uh, Nigel have found anything during any of this time yeah so um, Nigel what exactly are you looking for in terms of I was basically looking for any kind of myths legends lore about the town okay. as well as any history of like just before the lodge was built Alright, uh, you find three books that are actually worth a couple. The two that he wrote down, one is the uh, geological history, and the other is the more, um, like, establishing of the town history. You look through both of those, there's a couple of myths. Um, some of them are myths from the settlers, some of them are Native American myths about the creation of the, the mountain range itself. Um, that would be the geological one. Um, mm. None of them seem to be particularly helpful. Uh, they don't really say much in terms of... Um, what could indicate anything about the the, the mountain woman in the lake? Um, uh, there is a a mention uh, later on in in the uh, the book about the founding of the town, how it was named Santa Triste after um, after some of the settlers, you know, talked to uh, some of the Native American people who had lived there for most of their lives, and how it was a misinterpretation of the name for the mountain, but it doesn't really seem to indicate what that name would have been. They didn't seem to bother to actually try and write that down or if they could have even found it. Um, So as far as you can understand, Santa Triste was uh, built as a town. Um, People came over trying to head to California's uh, gold areas and just decided, fuck it, I'm staying here because I'm tired of traveling um and and basically that's how the town sprung up it was good wood good uh when during the summer down in the valley area good farming area um and uh seemed like a good trading area because a lot of people would have to travel through it to get to a more high population high density places in the in the west state um so yeah that's that's what you find but you don't really find anything to indicate uh Nothing that would help, really. Specific Mm. information. You do find a more modern history about the mountain village and the development of skiing in the area, however. Um, And it seems to have been written by, like, kind of somebody basically trying to write a tourist guide. Um, But obviously didn't, like, actually get it printed by anybody who would have gotten it out to tourists somewhere else. So it kind of just stayed local. Um, So it's a lot more, like, propaganda, and it doesn't really seem to have any information. But it, it... 
uh, doesn't include the Three Deers Lodge because it was written before that, but the uh, information in it indicates that uh, the there's, as far as they can tell, no real reason why it shouldn't be been built in the area. No, no stories or or mysterious accidents in building. No any burial crowns or anything no, that they would have built. Yeah, on. nothing. Yeah. nothing like that. Okay. Uh, not really finding too much as useful now. Just gonna kind of put the books back. All right. Well. Kind of a dead end over here. It's nothing like evil or anything that they would have pissed off by uh, building the lodge itself. Nor <laughs> is there any evidence that the people running the lodge are doing anything suspicious or mysterious. Could I look for any books about like unexplained dis- disappearances throughout uh... the history of the town? Yeah, I'm gonna say like you don't have to roll for that. You don't find anything. Um, this this uh, what you guys have found is the extent to any kind of mysterious mentions. Uh, you've basically combed what you can out of this limited selection. If only the internet had been invented. <laughs> yeah, there's no internet. I somehow get the idea that whatever that newfangled AOL thing is, there's just nothing to find. I think. That Joseph is probably the biggest talk of the town since ever. So at this point, I think all we can do is head up and go talk to the kids. Alright. Yeah. So we're going to keep with the, we still don't understand it, it's crazy magic shit. Um, probably. At, At that moment, uh... Raven's gonna realize she's still really hungry. Like, don't get me wrong, pancakes are great, and lots of pancakes are lots of great. But it's getting to be about... I mean, it's after lunchtime, probably almost dinner time, right? Yeah, at this point, you guys have spent a pretty decent amount at City Hall. It took a long time to read through those very dense documents at City Hall. Um, And then going through the library itself, even though you were skimming most of it, it probably took another hour and a half maybe maybe two um so it's getting on to like uh seven o'clock almost it's been quite a while since you guys ate i didn't eat any of the chips i've just been carrying them not to mention that you know we, we we've had a rough couple of days maybe tomorrow we should take mark up on his offer to give us a tour around the mountain and maybe talk to him then yeah it couldn't hurt to talk to him kind of away from everything else Maybe there's uh, more stories about this stuff, but it's uh, not written down. Maybe. Alright, so what are you guys doing? Are you heading back up to the lodge? Are you going to the RV? Are you going to a restaurant in town? Yeah, let, I mean, let's head to the RV to head to the lodge, unless anyone wants to eat at a restaurant down here, but... I mean, maybe there's a I good like one. I can pay for lodge. it. It's up to you guys. Where you guys want to go, we'll head there. It doesn't there. matter to Elle. This is like every conversation I have with my friends about eating. <laughs> I'm gonna say I want to try something new. As the DM, y'all head to the lodge because you get free food up there. Oh no. yeah, we do get free food. You can you can do what you want. I'm not gonna. But I want that pay. <laughs> no, I I we're, we're we're going to the lodge. Yeah, I, I'm hungry. All right, so uh, you guys pile back into the. Uh, 
the the RV. And as you're leaving the library, the librarian is at the front and they're like, okay, hope hope you had a good day. Thanks for stopping by. It's lovely to see tourists taking interest bag. in the area. What? Yeah, thank you so much. Jack's going to toss him a chip bag. He surprisingly is nimble and just grabs it out of the air. Oh, thank you. I, I love some snacks. <laughs> uh, y'all have a good night. See you later. Uh, Take care. Yeah. See, guys, that's how you accept a chip bag. Yeah, um, and then you get into the, the the RV and you head back up to the lodge. and uh, It's 6 o'clock. The dinner rush is on. You see tons and tons of these uh, tourists who have come down from the ski area. Um, some pretty, you know, in some of the, the more fancy booths, some nice people, some nicely dressed people. Uh, the the kind of, like, fancy waiting area with the, uh, the fireplace is full of people just kind of lounging there and warming up next to the fire and, and talking. The lodge is looking good, like, in terms of, like, people bustling and seeming happy and uh you spot briefly spot holly talking to uh one of the guests and checking them in at the front you don't see grant or mark anywhere um holly looks extremely busy though uh you guys head into the diner and kind of flag down a waitress and she looks at you and uh oh just give me a moment and i'll try and get you a seat as soon as one opens up and kind of leaves you guys alone for about five minutes while she waits for some of the diners to leave and clears a table and finally you're seated um, given a menu and, you know, just let me know when you're ready and I'll bring you what I can. And then she kind of bustles off to deal with other people while she leaves you guys to think about it. Um, you guys order your meals, which you can decide now what they are if you want to. You know, I just want not something sweet, omelet and bacon. Okay. And tea. Uh... As as uh, as we order, I just look over at L and say, "Not pie," and then I order just what what whatever the special of the day is. Okay. And I'm just gonna be like, you know what, pie sounds good. I'm gonna get some of that. <laughs> I'm going to send him the most graphic image of that lady with pie. <laughs> Quote unquote uh, pie. Uh huh. Huh. Uh, no, wait, I mean, wait, I'm not it's sure. literally pie. It's literally uh, pie, but yeah, like, yeah. The yeah, you, you put that the other thought in my head though. Now, it, I'm not saying yeah, L would totally order pie just for like this is for dragging me into this shit, but she totally would. All right, so uh, she, she the waitress comes back and the, the four of you order food and. There's this moment where, like, Raven, like, kind of leans over and goes, not pie. Uh, and Elle looks up at the waitress and goes, I'll take the huckleberry pie, please. Yeah, I think that's going to meet pie. Nigel will go with that. Yeah, and, and, um, and you know, come, you know, so she comes back with an order of uh, the day's special, which happens to be um, a, a beef wellington. Uh, which is really fancy and 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 involves I think foie gras at some point, <laughs> and uh, and puts down a plate of you know beef Wellington and some really nice salad for you, uh, Nigel, and hands um, uh, a, a nice kind of very fancy version of Denny's uh, Denny's you know uh, All Star smash Moon over my hammy yeah one of those to um to to jack and then leans over and gives uh l a nice double portion of huckleberry pie and kind of gives you a wink and is like you know what i've been on a diet too it's okay 
and she's kind of <laughs> making the assumption that Raven was trying to help you not eat pie and uh, instead decided to say fuck authority and give you more pie. Um, <laughs> and then also hands uh, another s- slice of pie to, um, to, to Nigel as well, who said that he was interested. Um, and then gives you... Uh, wait, is that everybody? Everybody got food. Y'all got food. That's what I'm saying. I and tea. Yes, and tea and water and various forms of caffeine to keep you awake. You know us so well. <laughs> Scarily um, well. <laughs> um, so- I eat it in a huff, uh, but I, uh, you know, it the, the the food is delicious, and now that I know pretty well. That we're we're not going to have a certain county clerk barge in through the hotel door, asking us when we were going to uh, go get that dessert later. Maybe eating pie doesn't sound so bad. I like to think that Raven just kind of huffily reaches over with a fork without looking at Elle, and then digs it into the pie and like shoves it in her mouth. <laughs> right in the center of the pie, too. Like like not even like taking a bite off the side, like scoops a chunk out of the center just to make sure that that nice even division as you eat pie is completely destroyed. I like to think that when Nigel goes to eat his, he stops from and goes, God damn it, Raven, why'd you put that image in my head? Ah, screw it, and <laughs> starts eating. Alright, so y'all eat your, your dinner and or your dessert uh, with or without your own mental vision of the uh, city hall lady covered in pie and nothing else. Uh, and uh, and it's a good dinner. And y'all are tired. It's like 7 o'clock at this point. Um, and you realize that uh, you've done enough today. There's, there's really no more you can do today without having maybe a confrontation with somebody that you're not really ready to have a conversa- conversation or confrontation with. Uh... With that in mind, what do you guys want to do before we wrap this up? No, um, no cliffhanger I... this week. Y'all get a nice restful <laughs> close to the Monster of the Week episode for today. We started with almost dying, yeah. so I think that's fair. Just, I just want to know, uh, I, I, I want to look around the diner while we're eating. That one group that actually seemed competent, are they still around? Uh, Frank From and... like the first night? Frank and Tony were the most competent people that you knew. Uh, the other, yes, yeah, they they're not there. You in fact haven't seen Frank and Tony at all since the time you saw them. Okay. Uh, as, as I finish, how about uh, the old guy? There is no old guy either. No, you don't recognize anybody. Leave. <laughs> yeah. You leave, Mister Roberts. Everyone here is young and alive. And sprightly. Yeah, it's mostly um, it's mostly so skiers. I, they're not all young, but they're definitely sprightly. These are the people who decide to put themselves I, I, on sticks and throw themselves down a mountain is a good idea. As I finish my meal, I'm going to look over at L and ask, So, do we need to head into town and grab a drink with our new friend? I mean you can have fun with that. I'll I'll join, but I just want to sit and watch for distance and just watch that fire burn. That is hilarious. I, I'm just gonna look over at Nigel and, and and just give him this look of how do you not understand the subtext that I am trying to Okay. Well, I understand. I just think that that was a beautiful train wreck and just 
It was kind of great. Your magic dug into it, and, so. And, and I'm going to say, well, me, in, in that case, why don't you, my lovely girlfriend, and I head up to bed and get some rest? All right. So once, uh, like, we're all kind of parting ways, Nigel's going to head back out to the RV. Yeah, Jack. Um, to do the same and get his duffel bag with all of his stuff. Yeah, and uh, once Jack's got his stuff, you know, Nigel's gonna kind of like lock up the RV, and uh, once he's alone, I would like to roll, um, go through my armory and just look for something. I'll, I'll message you about this later. We can figure it out for next week. Okay. Yeah, um, I just want to figure out just generally how I might do it. Um... So that would be an eight, and I'm just gonna say he's he's gonna start working on something based on what he pulled out from the armory, and start working on it um, during the uh, just like during the, the workshop. There, he's just gonna start working on a project. Okay. Not necessarily he's gonna finish it by you know game. It's just it's something that he's gonna start. Yeah, so you rolled an eight for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh... So it'd basically be like, uh, let's see, uh, da, 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 uh, 10 plus you have, you have it in plenty, um, 7 to 9 is you have it, but only the minimum. So. Okay. Uh, You'll just, have a little of yeah. what it needs. Just DM me later and we'll we'll just make sure yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so um, that's what Nigel's doing. Jack, you wanted to go and find your duffel bag? What else are you yeah, doing? Yeah, grab the duffel bag from the RV... And go back up, and I don't know. Call the VPI and request some <laughs> replacement things. Okay, so you go um, to the phone in your room to call the VPI, and you dial yep. the number. Um, it rings for a while, and then as it's going, ring, 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 you start to get worried because you've literally never called the VPI number and not had it picked up immediately. Like, it never even rings. Um, it goes on for a little bit. Ring. Ring. And then there's a moment and a pause. The number you have dialed is not in order. Please check your number and try again. The number uh, you I'm have gonna... dialed is not in I'm gonna order. I'm going to hang up and try calling someone else. Okay, go ahead. I don't know who, uh... The bakery, I guess. Yeah, you have these would have to be numbers that you remember off the top of your head. So you can call the bakery. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it is currently uh, at this point maybe nine o'clock at night. So the the phone rings, ring, 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 and nobody answers, and you realize that nobody would be there now. The bakery is closed. And oh yeah. Yeah, no one's going to be working. Oh well, I'll just hang up and then go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Nigel and Jack are taken care of. Elle and Raven, you two have gone up to your room. Is there anything you want to, uh, quickly cover before heading to sleep, or are you done? Um, as we get up there, uh, I I, I sit down on the bed and finally kind of let all of the, like, composure that I've been holding kind of break down. I'm, Elle, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for you to get hurt. I didn't want any of that to happen. I, I'm i so sorry. It's fine. I know... I know you don't like what I do with these powers, but 
I, I can't stop holding back anymore. I need to learn more. I need to know more. Because if I don't study harder, if I don't learn more, I don't know what could happen. As much as I hate admitting it, you do need to learn more. Promise me you, you won't. Promise me you won't let me get too lost in all of them. And this is a yeah, conversation they, they, yeah, th- this is a conversation they've had many a time. But once again, Raven and her concern and L and amazing feelings are just. It is kismet that these two know each other, and probably the only thing saving the world. From the inevitable destruction. That would be Raven without someone to temper. And with that they go to sleep. Okay. And I'm going to say. As you're drifting off to sleep Raven. There is a moment. In the back of your mind. Just briefly. You reach out. It's something you do sometimes when you don't feel steady in your magic you kind of want to make sure it's there sometimes it's hard for you to believe that you even have it that anything that happened at Halloween was real and you have to kind of grasp at it like a a token or something solid to make sure it exists only this is inside of you and this time you reach out for it and for the first time It reaches out towards you. And you feel a sense of power like you've never felt before. And it fills you for a moment with a sense of longing, of desire, of ambition. And then it withdraws. You fall gently into sleep. And by the time you wake up in the morning, you will have forgotten it. And with that, we're going to call it a night. Yay. We didn't die! Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's especially good. Almost, though. Real close. Yeah, we've come closer, probably. No, actually, no. No, never. No, that was, that was basically... That was almost a TPK. That was... That was very close. Yeah, that, that was definitely the moment of I charge at Tiamat. Hey, that could work uh, but... if you know how to do it right. <laughs> well, we're is... alive once again. Thank you so much, lady. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So before we uh, before we completely wrap up, let's remind you, uh, remind everybody who might be a new viewer who y'all are. We'll start from the top with the DNC. Uh, DNC, who are you? What do you do? And where can we find you? DNC five one zero everywhere because I'm lazy. DNCancy on Twitter. I stream stuff. Or something sometimes. Photoshop. Not nerd games like Zelda and Bioware. No, never nerd games. Mm-mm. All right. What about you, Hellheim Hound? What do you do? Where can well, we find you? I don't do much. It's Hellheim Hound with an E on everything. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's three E's and, in there. Yes, that's right. Uh, I don't stream often. Mm-hmm. Nerd games or anything. Okay, and what and about, you, about it. what about you, Sandy? Uh, you can find me on Twitch.tv slash the other channel. 
Uh, I haven't been able to stream a whole lot lately, but I'm trying to get back into it to actually start doing more stuff. Um, aside from that, yeah, I've, I've been just trying to get back into it. I, I got a new mic today, and hopefully that's going to allow me to actually just do something more often. I've got a couple of different like games that I'm in the middle of, uh, and I, I want to actually start working towards getting to the end of them, because that would be really nice. What's finishing a game? Streamers never finish games. I know, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Nope. I, I've, I've been... I, What's a game? It's bad. <laughs> I've, I've started a few, and I'm itching to finish them, because it's like, oh, I'm partway into this, I'm partway into that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, what, one thing I really want to do is get to the end of Dark Souls. My god, it's fun, but it's just it's such a slow pace, because... It's Dark Souls. You, you don't... Yeah, you, you don't sprint in that game, you crawl. Yes. And then you're kicked down the stairs and have to crawl back up. Yes. Uh, Alright, what about you, Scully? Who are you? Where can we find you? you? Can... What do you do? I'm Scully, a.k.a. Skulltits, a.k.a. Skulltits Gaming. You can find me at twitch.tv, Skulltits Gaming, Twitter, the same thing, all, all those different things. Skulltits Gaming. Uh, recently, I have been putting in pretty much all of my life into the game Atlas. So if y'all like pirates and punching trees and then riding ships around the ocean and shooting at ghost things and all that sort of stuff, come check me out. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And as y'all know, I'm Lady Kadashing. I have plans to stream more if I can. Sorry that I'm not very... Monster prompt. I'm not very concrete on when I do things, um, but I will I will hopefully in the future, you know, knock on wood, be able to be a little bit more uh, reliable. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you again to Falling Moon for being amazing with all those gift subs. That is so generous and it constantly blows my mind. Uh, I appreciate all of you for being here and deciding to spend your time with us as we play this wonderful, silly game that I quite love. And I hope you all have a very good evening. Thank you for being here and... Uh, Sleep well, my friends. <laughs> that's my that's my creepy. Okay. Was that creepy? No. I don't think we're gonna sleep well. Not after that. But... I'm always sleepy though. All right. Good night, everybody. We will talk to you later. Have a good, good night. night. Bye. Good night. <laughs>